0: So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to the WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth with your host, Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno, two lawyers in New Jersey. Dave, but we are not talking about law. Once again, we have an awesome guest. We're talking about mindset. We're talking about resilience, making a difference in people's lives. Dave, we hit it out of the park again. Once again, we
1: are here with Catherine Gordon, a dynamic figure, a mother, businesswoman, real estate investor, movie producer, and a co-author of Relationship Grit. I have it right here. She wrote the book with her husband, John Gordon, who is another author of a lot of great books. And we also had her daughter Jade on the show. That's right. So this is not the first Gordon to come on, nothing but
0: the truth.
2: Now we have Cap- to have John after me.
1: Let's go. If you could make that work, I would be <laughs>
0: eternally I, grateful.
2: I could make that work.
0: Yeah, Dave's a fanboy. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Dave is a, I've been listening to John Gordon for the last year and a half, I think. This uh, is true. Yeah. This is
1: true for, for the audience. They know, they know, and I talk about this, I'm transparent about this, he is in my top three. John Gordon is in my top three that is responsible for really transforming my life into a positive way. Well, Catherine's so,
0: in my top three because behind every good man, there's definitely a woman that got him there. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And I think that's part of the story, Catherine. I do I believe. love
2: it, Bob, you got it right.
0: I'm just saying.
2: You got it right. Mic drop.
0: That's it. So they
1: know. Well, look, I mean, let's get right to it. I mean, because John Gordon is the man, the positive man that goes and speaks to all the colleges and the sports teams and all this. But it really was the ultimatum by Catherine Gordon that said you either change John Gordon or you're out. Am I right, Catherine? How did that happen? so right.
2: Yeah. John was... You know, and he says it too, which is good. He says he is not naturally positive. Like he writes these books on positivity and leadership, not from a place of like, I know he, 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 he writes it from a place of here's where I was. I was super, super negative, but here's how I changed. And so I think that's why he's actually able to write these books and why he's able to actually help people change their lives. Right, because he's lived it. So yeah, he definitely was not always positive. He was negative, and yeah, I gave him an ultimatum, and I said, "I'm not going to live with you anymore. I refuse to live with someone that's so negative." So yeah. it was a it was a definite um, turning point in our relationship. Kicked him out. He decided, you know, begged me to come back, and and promised me that he would change, and. He did. I mean, it wasn't overnight for sure, um, and it's a lot about really what the acronym for relationship grit G R I T is all about. So,
0: yeah, let's talk about it. like what I, I I want to get back to the story in a minute, but what what does the acronym stand for so our audience can understand it right from the get go?
2: Yeah. So so it, it's the first letter is G, which stands for God, and it's about bringing God into your relationship. And we kind of talked about this a little bit off air, but, you know, we all need to believe in something bigger than ourselves. And when you think about a a 12-step program, right, they call on a higher power. So it's about bringing God into your relationship and a really interesting statistic on that. Now, before I share the statistic, so when I had given John the ultimatum, he came up with a prayer. And that prayer is something that he used to say all the time. And then I finally started saying it with him after I, you know, decided to forgive him and, and let him stay. But um, you know, they they found it was a, a Gallup poll that said 99% of couples that pray together stay together, mm. which is pretty fascinating. And there was only like a 50% difference in couples that actually went to church but the ongoing prayer. So bringing God into your relationship. So if you see on the cover of my book, there's a cord, right? And it's the strand of three cords is not easily broken. So because, you know, one cord is me and one cord is my husband. And that third cord was John. I mean, with God, not John, was God, right? So that's what we have is the three cords. And uh, so it's about bringing God into your relationship. So that's a G. The R is for resolve. You have to resolve to stay in your relationship and work things out. Mm. So many times people think the grass is always greener on the other side, but the grass is greener where you water it. Mm. So it's about working through the issues and resolving to stay together. And then the I is for invest. You have to invest in your relationship. And I like to say it's it's kind of like, you know, you want to be fit, you want to be healthy. It just doesn't happen. You have to invest time in the gym. You have to invest in meal planning, right? It's about planning things out to be healthy, to have a fit body. And it's the same with your relationship. You have to invest in your relationship. And it can be small sacrifice sacrifices. It doesn't have to be anything Huge. It's little things, you know, throughout the day or throughout the week that you can do. And there's a study by John Gottman, um, John Gottman Institute, that says that couples that make small sacrifices in the relationship are 85% more likely to stay together. So I hope I didn't confuse you with the 99% of prayer and the 85%. Sometimes I wonder if I should give those two stats in the same uh, conversation. But the last letter is T, which stands for together. You have to do it together. Mm. And I know that sounds like obviously, of course, but it's not always together and it doesn't have to be equal but you both have to want it. So it might be that one of you is giving more in the relationship, right? It's There's always an ebb and flow. You know, sometimes when I was raising the kids, I was giving more to the relationship than John, but you both have to want to be in it together and be on the same team. And so sometimes I like to say that the T also stands for team. So because if you're keeping score, comparing who's doing more who's doing less, you're both gonna lose. So that's the quick, quick description of the G-R-I-T. God, resolve, invest together. Yeah,
0: you know, what I what I love about this story is I, I think that we've all had successes in life. And there's always someone who has an explanation as to why you're successful or why it is that you wrote a book. What they don't realize, and what I'm hearing here, is the messiness that went on before the book was written. And it was from that messiness and that pain that it, it wasn't that you had a charmed life or that a charmed relationship. It was actually from the ashes, from the, from the tumult, from the problems that you had that you became a victor. I know, Dave, we say this over and over. I say it over and over, as opposed to a victim of the circumstances can you can you you talk to our audience because there's so many people that feel like oh i could never be her i could never write a book it came from that pain that you were able to do it
2: it's so funny that you're actually bringing this up um kind of like how when you first came on camera and i talked about your background being so amazing and you said you guys had just talked about it I have just decided to write something or record something on exactly what you just brought up, and that is the ugly. There's always the ugly, right? Like in the middle, like when things are first messy or you're trying to improve on something or say your relationship's bad and then you're starting to work on things and there's a lot of fighting and struggle, but there's the ugly. There's that ugly phase before you can get to the beautiful part mm-hmm. right and so you just gotta hold on and I'm and the reason I decided to write something about this is I'm in the middle of of trying to drop some weight and I've been working out and doing all these things and it's kind of like the areas where the fat's starting to go away you know at first, you know, It's just kind of extra fat. And you're like, ah, but it's like, you got to wait. You got to wait because it all kind of slims down, if that makes sense. And it's the same in our relationships. I mean, you know, we've definitely gone through some ugly phases, you know, as I write in the book, John and I write in the book. I mean, we had some hard times. You're going to read about it when you, when you, when you, um. When you check it out on the plane tomorrow, you said you're leaving yeah. um, because, I mean, there was some infidelity. There's been some, well, there's, you'll, you'll have to read the book, but there's been some ugly times and, but it's about sticking it out, staying together, mm-hmm. working through the ugliness.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Uh, Dave, we, we got a lot to talk about him for sure, but we're going to take a quick break here at WMTR radio. It's nothing but the truth of your host, Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno. We'll be right back.
2: At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specializing in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group
0: today. Welcome back to MWMTR Radio's "All About The Truth by Bianchi. Dave Bruno, uh, Catherine Gordon is with us. Dave, I mean, once again, we're dealing with Another very uber successful person that people could look at from the outside and say, oh, she's, you know, I couldn't be her. But, but Catherine has found a way to take the pain in the relationship and not only make it a better relationship, but have a, a great book that she's able to now help other people. It's just, just like another great guest.
1: I mean, two exceptional authors are, are co-authors here at Relationship Grit. And, and what a format um, back and forth. It's almost like, uh, going back and forth in your own words yeah. between the two of you. But
2: I, that's what people really like about it is, is, and if you actually listen to it on audio, it's both of our voices and we are going back and forth. Um, but yeah, you know, and I, I got to tell you about this book because we really share, um, we share some hard things so yeah. much so that, My husband sent the book, the draft of the book, the manuscript to his brother and his brother read it and he called him and he goes, Hey man, you, you, you can't publish this. You know, like you have this image of being this positive guy, you know, you can't, you can't put that out there. And I got to give my husband a lot of credit. He said, no, I'm putting it out there because I need to let people know that you can go from here to there, right? That we all have issues in our relationships and, and that you can go through all the things that we went through, which was a lot, and still come out on the other side and have an amazing relationship. I got to tell you something really cool about this too. So obviously this would be a great book to give to people who are just getting married or thinking about getting married. But the neatest thing for me was I got an email from this uh, woman and she said, I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoyed your book. Um, my husband and I have been saying your prayer every night. And I even have made a commitment to say nice things to him. And I don't, I I think he kind of thinks I'm crazy, right? She's going on and on and on. I'm I'm like, where's this going? Then she says, my husband, Jerry turns 90 September 5th. And I just had my 86th birthday and we're celebrating 65 years married. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is a lifelong learner. Like this is somebody who's been married all these years, but they can still take something from the book and apply it to their own relationship. So I love that. I love that. Because I feel like, you know, I don't think we're ever done. I don't think we're ever mm-hmm. done in our relationships and in life, right? So, yeah.
0: You know, I, I just want to, I'd be remiss if we uh because we talked before we came on air first of all, i'd like to give you a c um and i use the word courage me and you share a very similar trait that's very disarming to people i am an open book as well um and i think people sometimes don't believe it when you tell them about your i'm confident enough in who i am that my i know that my mistakes my problems my you know whatever, are, are what made me who I am, and and I respect that. And the second thing that we, I think, share in common, i like you to talk about, because uh, we don't get to talk about it too much on the show, and we uh, talked about it uh, earlier, is your relationship with God and how sometimes both you and I, and I'm sure Dave as well, have felt um, put upon for saying, I'm not proselytizing, I'm not telling you what you need to believe in or not believe in, but... When you tell people you're a person of faith and that you make decisions based upon that background that people look at you or you sometimes oddly, but yet you've had an experience, and I've had the experience where people have thanked us for speaking about that. Talk to us a little bit about that
2: yeah, um over and over it happens to me and and as I would shared with you before we started recording, I had started to i i started to make it almost an excuse for that, so when I would go through the grit acronym acronym on stage. Not knowing where everybody, you know, was in the crowd spiritually, I would kind of blow past the God, God part or maybe just kind of say, you know, I know that's a, a touchy subject. And um, I was at an event this this summer and um, it was, you know, there was a bunch of NFL players and um, Brett Michaels, the lead singer of Poison. And just, we were all kind of sit, sitting around and I was going through the acronym And um, I went through God and was a little nervous about that, went through the rest of the acronym. And out of all the four words in the GRIT acronym, everybody kept coming up to me and talking about how much they loved that I talked about bringing God into their relationship. And it was a real confirmation for me. I feel like it was God saying, hello, you just have to say it. You know, because I didn't want to turn anybody off. And I kind of feel bad about that now. Like, I'm sorry, God, you know, because I've had so many wonderful blessings and gifts, you know, in my life. Listen, so I told you a little bit about, you know, my my drug use and my alcohol use. And I've also been to jail three times. I mean, there's like a whole thing there. And by the way, I just got to let you know, John Gordon is like, An angel. Like when I met him, and by the way, by the time I met John at 28 years old, I had like changed my life and, you know, wasn't doing any of the things that threw me in jail or got me in trouble way back then. But when I shared with him that I, you know, this was my life back then, he didn't believe me. I mean, it literally took him meeting some people from my past to go like, gosh, maybe you did do these things, you know, because it was so far from from who I was. But anyway, God is who carried me through all of this. I mean, I could go, I could give so many examples. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, that's where it starts. That's the foundation.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's. you know what I find and maybe, I don't wanna get too much into political correctness or whatever, but what's amazed me about, well, I was telling you when I was prosecutor, um, being a faith-based person, and I, 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 this is not for any, this is just my life. Uh, when I would go to church every day, I'd say I especially prayed hardest the mornings on Fridays. And that was because Friday was sentencing day. And I knew that the decisions that I was making and that my staff was making were having dramatic and profound impacts on the lives of other people. And I respect what prosecutors do. We protect the community but you know there's also a great amount of people for example you're mentioning your experience who need treatment who need mental health services okay. who need addiction counseling and i always would say to my staff It's not about hitting a fly with a sledgehammer. We have to use our compassion and our mercy and our opportunities here to better somebody, to use the system to assist them. Of course, we take really bad people and we want to put them, you know, that represent a continuing danger. But that didn't represent but 5% or 10% maybe of the cases we had. And when I would say my faith would inform me that this was the way where justice, people would look at me like I was, I was crazy. And they, I, I looked at it like I can't understand how you can't see it or you know understand that. So I think we share uh, what maybe you'd like to talk about right, from the criminal justice standpoint, the idea that. We have to keep having tougher crimes. We have to keep putting people in jail for. No, you need to be balanced. You need to be reasonable in the approach. What are your thoughts? Go
2: to I the sidebar. <laughs> honestly, this almost makes me cry. Not so much for me, but I have. Um, I had an older brother who, you know, my my parents were were raging alcoholics, and um, he was actually born. My mother was raped. And my father adopted him at five and we, you know, we a family. We were a military family and there was a lot of violence and a lot of alcoholism. But um, my brother was, had the sweetest soul, um, was successful in his early 20s, had a job, you know, was making like $30 an hour as a master plumber, but he started dealing pot and ended up getting arrested. But he got 10 years probation and some jail time. I'm not saying that that was a good thing. I mean, it was illegal, so he shouldn't have done it. However, he got caught in the system. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the littlest thing. He got a, he got a speeding ticket. Well, then he violated probation. He'd get thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. So it was like he kept having, losing these jobs And, and, and so then that would kind of like set him back and he would try to, it would just, I watched it play out in a 20 year span to where he did end up, you know, drinking, becoming an alcoholic. And really the, his last, when he was in jail, the last time I was talking to his probation officer and I said, he doesn't need jail. He needs therapy. Mm -hmm. Like, Can we get him into, I'll pay for it. Like he needs therapy, but it's such a broken system. And he was such a sweet man and would never, ever harm anybody. He never did any of that. It was the stupidest, you know, speeding and, you know, stuff like that. He was standing out in front of a a, a party and then he was, because he was there, you know, like, again, I'm not saying like he's, you know, this completely innocent guy, but he was not a murderer, you know, it was none of that. I mean, he was just. Just caught up in the system, so, so it's she, broken.
0: Yeah, and and that's where I felt the the greatest power as the prosecutor was in the mercy and forgiveness and rehabilitation space, not necessarily in a punishment space. But not all people think the same. Well,
1: well, Catherine, what's very important too is that the defendants have advocates for them, mm-hmm. because in this criminal justice system, this is the unfortunate part about this: the defendants can't speak. They, we have these crimes where there are victims and the victims want punishment, but all the defendants really want is to express remorse, but they can't because there's an adversarial system that is in place where the prosecutor is prosecuting for the government mm. and the defense attorney is representing the defendant. So it's the defense attorney's job. And that's where we look at this process and say, you know what? We're growing our law firm to help more people because not all defense attorneys think the way that we do.
2: Yeah. No, they don't. That's for sure. I love the way you guys think.
0: Well, if, 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 if you can humanize, uh, like Dave is talking about, like a client to a prosecutor, hopefully, hopefully we have prosecutors, head prosecutors, who are priming their staff to say, look for, I used to do this, look for that person that wants to improve their lives, that we can make their life better. Well, then it, it was frustrating to me, Dave, to your point, we had defense lawyers that would tell us things after a person went to jail that were like, why didn't you tell us this beforehand? We would have taken it and they didn't tell us, right?
1: Yeah, no, It's it's it comes with experience too. I mean, Um, This is part of what I was speaking about the TED talk is that the experience is critical. And that's why firmly we're a team of former prosecutors. We're bringing people out of the prosecutor's office that have the experience on the other side. And it's it's a different side. Now we deal with these people face to face. We talk about what their hardships are, what, what kind of treatment they need. And that helps us defend them in the criminal justice system. Because then we're, then we're talking to the prosecutors about, hey, look, you may have a motion to suppress coming because of a bad constitutional search, but, but Jane or John, you know, they had a drug problem and now they're in treatment. And look at all the letters in support with the pastors and family members and employers and et cetera. It's really a dual approach to do the right thing to represent people in this system.
0: Catherine, what I, 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 I want to take everything we're saying here, and I know we, you know we had a little bit of a technical glitch here, but I want to take everything we're saying because something that I'm, I'm hearing through you, um, I'm not sure if we said the word, but when you talk about your relationship with John and the writing of your book, and when we're talking about your brother and in your own situations, um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot about forgiveness. And, and talk to me a little bit about, I mean, that how to occur with the relationship and the context of relationship with John, um, and you asking for forgiveness and, and how powerful, and I, I tie forgiveness into a God-like concept. You don't have to be with God to understand forgiveness, but is there a connection there between your book, your writing, your relationship, God, and forgiveness?
2: Of course. Absolutely. And I think it does, it straddles probably the G for God and the R for resolve. Because it's about not giving up. Mm. Right. You know, it's you resolve to stay in your relationship. If you, you know, if someone's been in trouble, it's it's about resolving to be a better person, resolving to change, right? So, and what a better way to do that, the best way to do that is 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 through faith first, Mm -hmm. right? And surrendering to God. Right. And knowing that it's not all about you and there's something really really um relieving about that like it's not my will I mean we're kind of going there now but it's God's will right and um you know surrendering surrendering in that and so yeah, and again you know anything about the 12-step programs it's the same thing they say that they surrender
0: awesome awesome all right Catherine gordon uh, this is wmtr radio it's nothing but the truth with bob bianchi dave bruno we are streaming live and on the radio show saturday at the new time 9 30 and dave podcast
1: yeah sure nothing but the truth podcast.com and like bob said this is a new development that we're able to do not only are we on the radio on wmtr But on the Bianchi Law Group's Facebook page, LinkedIn page, and YouTube page, we're now simultaneously streaming the video of the interview. So this is gonna be, we're gonna announce it, and Catherine, I hope that we could all push this because this is an interview I want everyone to listen to. Transparent, at your best, and I'll add another tag. When I I gave you all the tags, I'm gonna add another one, and it's role model. You are a role model for other mothers, for other families, and for other relationships, Catherine. Thank you for your time here on Nothing But The Truth. We loved it, and thank, thank
2: you. Thank you so much, that's beautiful. I appreciate that. It's a goal of mine to share share what where I've been and how you can do it differently. <laughs> you
0: know? We're the Bianchi Law Group prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys but here's the thing he put himself in a box when he said my relied on by cnn
2: fox news msnbc
1: law and crime and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise search warrant you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place When you need a law firm with courage compassion and the commitment to fight for you
2: call the bianchi law group today